I lay the ring on the bed It's foaming outside the door With two her brothers, two her customers I finally find you four She gives it and takes it away I saddle them out of my This, we bought on all these percussion instruments from Phil's parent in-laws, mm-hmm. and I remember playing some percussion on that, and it was I was quite proud of that actually at the time. I think it sounded quite good. It's probably a bit daggy in hindsight, but anyway. Welcome back to Foves Are the Best People. My name is John, and today we are guested by Glyn Francis again to review the track Married by Morning. Thanks for joining us. Not this morning, this afternoon, Glenn. Thank you. My pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I forgot to mention last time, and I'm not sure in the documentary for the EP that this track is on, but yes, it's a 45 RPM release, 12 inch, and we're going from the shock second pressing, the second batch of 500 songs. So there you go. What did you think of this song, Married by Morning? How would you summarize it, Glenn? I thought it was a cool song. Um, it had that bit of trumpet that you, you know, like the trumpet made it and the, the sound reminded me of other 80s songs. So the first, so unlike the other song, How High, where I literally thought I'd heard it before, um, I knew mm-hmm. I hadn't heard it before, but it reminded me a lot of, especially with the intro drum beat, the uh, Paul Kelly's Dumb Things. Oh, okay. Really yeah. reminded me of that. And really, it just reminded... Basically, it felt like... I remember I've got a note here that Married by Morning feels like it should be in the soundtrack for the movie Young Einstein. Remember the movie <laughs> Young Einstein? That's... Yes, yeah. It feels much. like it should be in that soundtrack. Uh, Paul Kelly, Dumb Things is on that soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. And the models as well, yeah. Yeah. 
My notes, Glenn said, the drums sort of reminded me of like a Primus type yeah, freak fest or something. I can hear that. That's definitely. what came to my mind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's. I could. I could hear a bit of Primusiness there. Sure. I mean, the music itself is not like that, but the, just the percussive sort of uh, driving nature of it. Yeah, yeah. And you said before it, it reminded you of you know eighty songs. Um, yeah. And it just goes to show that it's 1990, but you can't escape the fact that it's... Like some, like a film director was mentioning, they set every movie in the 80s, like everyone's wearing sweatbands and everything hyperglow. But for most suburban people, they were still, you know, wearing things five, six years out of date, 70s type decor. But, um, you know, it might seem like grunge is just one year away from 1990, but... Um yeah, they're still '80s kids, really. Uh, musicians, very much so. I've, I've, I, this is something I've talked about with my friends, where I think that the first few years of the next decade are often actually the most, like you know, the the first like eighty, eighty, eighty one was was still very seventies, mm. right? Yes. It, the, the clothes were still very seventies. You can see it in television, and it's like the new decade doesn't really start until maybe like you know the the second and third year. The first couple of years of a decade are always very much of the previous decade, I reckon. And so, yeah, the, 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 the first couple of years of the 90s, I was still hearing cheesy Jason Donovan songs on, on video hits and, and stuff. And I was still seeing <laughs> perm haircuts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was really grunge was like early 90s. And it was sort of that wave, I'm sure, was starting to come up. But yeah, if you're in the mainstream world... The early 90s was still very what we would consider 80s. The music was still 80s. The fashion was still 80s. Uh, yeah, it was It was not until the early 90s where, like, yeah, the real 90s started. That's right. Ha- hair metal was still, uh, still charting very well. Yeah, I mean, and hair metal didn't really start getting popular until the late 80s, right? And, yeah, it was still charting into the 90s as well. I mean, Def Leppard had a hit, I think, in the mid-90s. So, never never forget that. Quick things to tick off. It's in standard tuning, Coxie thinks. I believe so. Yep, he doesn't think it has a capo. No. And, yeah, it's sort of uh, one of their earlier songs, When Luck Ran Out. It also sort of starts in A minor as well, which I think this one is A minor as well. Uh, well, okay, so we were talking about this before. I think that the intro, the start is in A minor, that... That um, with the trumpet, yeah, with the trumpet. Give that us a go. Uh, so uh, it's I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Juicy. Um, and then the guitar part is like. Well, no, that's right up here. There's maybe some extra discordant. Discordant stuff in there as yeah. well, but that's what it sounds like the guitar is doing to me, and so that sounds very A minory. Uh, but then when it gets into the the verses, that sounds kind of almost like F minor. So I'm not sure if there's a key change there. Hmm. Uh, it sounds vague. Glad you're here to help us. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a bit too murky for me to sort of even separate to. It's a bit smudgy. I'm not sure. I'd say I'm helping. Um, but yeah, dude, it's not just you. It's music theory is kind of murky, right? Because it's there. There are really just patterns and guidelines, but you can break the rules and still make a functional song all the time. I'm pretty sure this happens in that because there's the there's the those those verses. 
it's, it's, it, I like it's it, you've got it down as uh, as C oh sorry as F minor and C and C sharp but it sounds it almost sounds like that he's getting a bit of that open kind of he's getting a bit of that yeah. kind of stuff you know when they just do that she gives it and she takes it away like yeah it's, and it's got that yeah what is that like, yeah, there's something like that. There's like the descending bass line as well. It's going like... And the guitar sounds like it's got in, doing a bit of open stuff there when it's like... So I don't know. He could be doing some funky... Like, he could be doing the C sharp there somehow. That's probably too jazz, jazz chordy. But it doesn't sound like just straight... Zeppelin... So yeah, he's doing some interesting stuff in there. There's definitely some open, some open strings. I hear those strings. He's definitely doing that somewhere at the start, hmm. and then that 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 sort of chorusy stuff that is so weird because it's like it sounds like he's doing it sounds like he's doing they're just sliding the chord shape up, and then I don't know where he's getting that A from. It could be down. But yeah, the, the chords in that kind of chorusy bit are, are all are very strange. But it's it works. It sounds cool. I mean, it's a very. I like the track, but to me, I'm not really. It's like the guitars are almost like functioning like keyboards in a way. Yeah. It's the percussion and the trumpet and the sort of joint j- jaunty jauntiness of it yeah. that sort of kicks it along that I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a bit of a jaunty kind of kind of thing going on. Um, but yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah, the, 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 the chorus chords are quite odd. I spent some time trying to figure those out, but it's quite challenging. Um, they do, they're definitely doing some weird stuff. As often inexperienced guitar players do, they do weird stuff. And then experienced guitar players are like, what are they doing? This is weird. So <laughs> never, never feel bad about being an inexperienced guitar player because you often solve problems in interesting ways that more experienced guitar players wouldn't do. And you could say, well, that's not the correct way of doing things. And it's like, yeah, but if it sounds good, who cares? Like, the rules don't actually matter. Our ringer drummer, Jerry Porter, said he described the drums as being a halftime shuffle with lots of toms. Yeah. And he made the point that it's sort of, not to be culturally inappropriate, but it's trying to be sort of tribal in a way or, um, you know, the stereotypical view of like a tribal, maybe an African rhythm. Yeah. Because the snare, the snare uh, is there and then it goes away. There's not too many symbols. And um, yeah, that was his summary of the drums. No, I get yeah. it. Sounds, it's like, it sounds like the drumming of Sepultura. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but a little two, bit. Two, two things. Um, you know when he sings, it's a harlot weather by town. It yeah, sounded yeah, yeah. a little swamp rock, yeah, a little yeah. swampy rock, even like, Early Boys Next Door, a birthday party or something, or that sort of late 80s industrial uh, Aussie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And they see, okay, well, I never thought of that. Well, there you go, that works too. See, it's open for interpretation. And that's the whole idea? You guys don't like explaining anything to do with your music or to do with what you're doing. Just like Ricky Ricardo said, splain, Lucy, splain. <laughs> Lucy never did. Okay, now why don't you like talking about it though? What's what's the problem with going on camera and just relating a little story to do with it? Hmm. There's nothing to be said. It's all in the music, man. It's all in the music. It's all in the meat. 
You don't, you don't think that people that are fans of you would like to hear what, what you had in mind, maybe, or what I'd you were... I'd like to hear what they have, have in have mind, mind, you know, yeah. like or how they interpret said. it. I mean, this is what my analytical uh, my idea personal is, what critique. your lyrics are about, you know? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter, man. You know what we do is we get all drunk and we get in these heavy philosophical conversations. <laughs> what we are is we're pothead philosophers with no type of stu- studious background or anything. Married by Morning is about a, a, a Mildura or Melly Town Mole or prostitute servicing guys on a stag do. Is that what it's about? She gives it and takes it away. Concrete petticoat. Gang bang. No, I doesn't say gang. No, no, that's mine. That's mine. Oh, okay. That's my sort of... Yeah. Look, that's, that's good. Look, I, no, that no, were classic open to interpretation style songs, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. really just about stringing images together. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll, take like, you find your feet, yeah. yeah, but it was very much like Doctor and I. You know, we'd just come out of an English degree. You know, yeah. you'd, you'd done a lot of read a lot of modernist poetry. You know, so mm. that was you can't say a lot in a song. But yeah. yeah, reality is if you can put a picture in someone's head, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, yep. and it doesn't, really, and, and, and mm-hmm. you don't want to be that specific about what what you're putting in people's heads. You leave it up to interpretation. So that's you know, that's, that's where we were certainly and still probably are coming yeah. from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just so that, yeah, if we're, we're talking about the lyrics. So I remember the lyrics were interesting. Like it sounds like he's talking about, yeah, like a like a, a woman in, yeah, in a border town who's, uh, you know, trying to find a bloke, basically. She gives it and she takes it away. The trees settle in the dust. It's a hollowed border town. Yeah, yeah. In a bullwhip bloke, she gives it and she takes it away, settle by. Yeah, so, you know, she's... I like that what she's on her knees chasing mer- Mercury because she's bored. And so that's a great lyric. The hot north winds, I'll be married by morning, take this ring from an oily piston. Yeah, okay. So she's just trying to find some nice working class penis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Glenn, my my 10 word or less summary was I said, a Mallee town mole or prostitute, sorry, sex worker, services guys on a stag do or perhaps finds a husband. Yeah, that makes sense. A wayward... Yeah. A wayward lass finally marries, possibly for excitement. And yeah, you've mentioned. I like the imagery of the oil. There's, you know, either they're poor or impromptu, but they use a piston uh, from a, a broken down tractor instead of a ring. So yeah, yeah. The only question I had whether who's the narrator of the song is it the groom who marries her or is it just a? I don't know, Glenn. Have you seen the Australian the Australian movie Dimbula? It's like a late seventies. I have not sort of a pram pram factory Tim Burstall type movie um, based on a play, I think, and it's just about a drunken reverie in I think Yarrawonga or something. So that's what sort of comes to mind when I think about this song. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that movie. There's so many Aussie movies I haven't seen, especially from the seventies when we were the seventy in the eighties when we were producing a lot of films. Thanks to that weird tax loophole that they created. Oh, yes. 22A. Yeah, it was basically where you could essentially make money on, on a movie and it didn't even matter if the movie made money. Like, you could make you could make money just on the tax break. I wish the Foves had applied for that. Yeah, I did know. It, did it apply to music? <laughs> no, just movies. They were, trying to, they were trying to get the Australian film industry to, to you know, be more competitive worldwide, so... Um, I think David Stratton, rest in retirement, wrote a book about that, the avocado plantation or something, detailing each and every one of those tax write-offs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, hey, we got lots of great movies out of it. 
I think the quota system works really well. That's what that what's what's helping in the UK, where basically tell the streaming services that hey, you want to stream stuff in our country, you've got to release a certain percentage of local content. I think that's a good way of doing mm. things. I think in Canada, it's really quite generous. It's like twenty percent has to be Canadian made. It, it is, yeah. Fuck it in this in this country. I remember Channel Nine a few years ago. Um, we're trying to pass off Kiwi stuff as Australian to meet the quota. Screw them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love I love Kiwi stuff. There's lots of great Kiwi TV, but that's like, that's not the same thing. Jesus Christ, Channel 9. I wouldn't expect anything I think else. we're on a tangent. Yeah, we are on a tangent. <laughs> we're officially on a tangent. Yes. She gives it and takes it away. The trees lost their roots in the dust. It's a harlot weatherboard town. I just heard the word border town. I'm led like a bull with lust. Jeez, uh, what does the mercury mean? Is it mercury poisoning? No, I, I would thought mercury like a thermometer. You know what I'm saying? Like mercury, like like as it ah oh, dropping. Yeah, well, it's like mercury in a thermometer. So you know, it's a way of saying heat. It's hot. Uh, you know, and that's 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 it. It does get very hot in a lot of country towns out in Australia. You know, I'm just looking at it here. Yeah, I see what you mean. Her brothers to her customers finally found you. For she gives it and she takes it away, settle and married by morning. Yeah. She carries a- dr- I lay the ring. Yeah. She carries a dry red pistol asleep by her head, leaning under the weight of concrete petticoat. Yeah. Let me undress. Yeah. yeah let me undress and I'll give you a dollar married by morning. Yeah. I think you're right. It is It is basically about a, a border town prostitute. Maybe, but... Sex worker. Yeah, but that's, well, you know, sex worker, prostitute. I don't think the P word can be used anymore. Really? So, the first person... Yeah. Okay. The first person in this narrative, so maybe she doesn't want to be married as a virgin for some reason? Or is this the bride and she wants to sneak away before the marriage with someone else? She ties the horse to the fence at the cemetery. Hand her the ring so much. I hand her the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, I think that stuff might be a metaphor, but I'm not sure. It's a good question. Certainly to ponder on. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know the break where it's sort of just guitar, like dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Um, does that remind you of the Metallica song "Escape"? You know the one that goes "Last for my own to live my own way." Uh, maybe, a, dun, maybe dun, a little dun, bit. Dun, I don't dun, know dun, that song dun, very well, but yeah, I can, I can see that. It doesn't remind me. It, it, it if anything, it's. Maybe it was just the horn things. It reminded me a little bit of Brian Ferry. And really? uh, yeah, but probably not. Um it I, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not the singing, not the singing, the just the the, the, yeah. the way that it sounded. Um maybe a bit of boys is it boys men at work? Is that they're another Aussie band really? that I also remember from from um from Young Einstein, but again that's more the production sound than the actual sound of the song itself. Yeah. Mm. I'm intrigued by these lyrics now. Concrete petticoat. Yeah, what? What is the? What are the lyrics referring to? Is it about a, a sex worker, or is it about a a woman who's just you know uh, free with her love, and and uh, is just trying to find a man in a country town, which I can imagine would be difficult trying to find a good man in a country town when you've got limited choice. Do you remember that old ad? I think it was for milk, and it had like a community barn that everyone was dancing, and. All the men, the women were sitting like wallflowers on one side 
and all the other men were drinking beer and like were passed out snoring. And then this good looking guy was like drinking milk and like dancing all night and milk, it'll keep you up. Or so- do you remember that ad? Vaguely, I do vaguely remember that ad, yeah. Such a weird, the, the, all these like milk industry ads, like milks, I like milk as well, but just this whole like, oh, it's a health drink. It's like, come on, mate. It's, it's, It'll keep dancing all night. Yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 I like that as an alternative to alcohol, but, you know, there's plenty of alternatives to alcohol. I think we're both old enough to remember when energy drinks first came around. Oh, yeah. They really, pu- they really pushed the idea of, you'll think fast, it'll be good for exams, your mental energy, and then it's like- a few weeks later. No, it's just for energy, man. And driving you. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 uh, it is funny how they've become uh, the way that the, the marketing for energy drinks has evolved. I like the ones that just don't take it too seriously. I remember the ones with the V and it's basically like, it just makes you slightly, yeah. a slightly better version of yourself. And it's like, okay, fair enough. You're not married. Are you? Kim? I am very much not married. Are you married? You know, I am. Yes. Yes. Coming up on eight years. Congratulations. So long ago. Still is. <laughs> I wonder if you, what you would get planned for your stag do and, you, you know, it's all right. I'll do it. Just I'll be married by morning. Oh, stag do's, man. I don't know. I've been through some really fun stags, stag things. Um, I don't know. Just some party with my mates. You know, good old stuff. I just hope they don't tie me to anything. I always found all the idea of the stag pranks kind of terrible. You hear about these guys like, oh, yeah, we, we handcuffed him to a park bench naked. And it's like. This person's meant to be your friend and you like, what the fuck? <laughs> so as long as I never, yeah, I never did sh- anything really shitty to my friends. We just embarrassed them in public a bit. Uh, and so I expect my friends to do the same. But yeah, I've never, I've never thought about my stack night. I've got to find the, let's find a nice lady first, you know, one step at a time, John. Let's. What would you do if you woke up and your, your hands were tied to a horse or, or cemetery, in a cemetery? Would you leer at latecomers for a, dressed for a christening? Definitely not. If I woke up and my and my hands were chained, what is it, handcuffed to a horse, I would start screaming very loudly. <laughs> That's what I would start doing. But I guess it depends. Maybe if I was hungover, really hungover, I probably would spend the first few minutes gawking. When you're just waking up and you're like, what is going on? I guess it depends if I remember why I was handcuffed to the horse. That's an important point. Would you make fun of uh, latecomers coming to a christening or would you let them have their private family moment without judgment? I think I would. I think I would definitely make fun of them. Come on, man. It's a christening. This is your late in the eyes of God. So very disrespectful to God for turning up late. <laughs> but I assume most people that arrive late to a christening will just sneak in the back and be quiet. So, yes, if they, if they came and it's like, oh, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late, everybody. I'm here, though. It's okay. We can go. Like, yes, make fun of that person. Definitely. Well, Glenn, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, mate. Once again, where can listeners check out your band? That is a good question. Uh, so, Murukaru, uh, we have a band mix page um, and we also have a Facebook page and we should probably have our own website at some point. So, yeah, you can, you can hear our music on our band mix page and there's some videos of us playing on our Facebook page as well, but... That is a good question. Our, our, our music could be more readily available on Spotify and other music type services. If you don't want to remain obstinately obscure like the first. No, we would. Well, they're not that obscure. People, you know, like you said there was someone that had a bumper sticker. That's pretty cool. We've, we have no one's put a, we have, we don't have bumper stickers. Like, you know, 
I think they should be proud of everything they've accomplished. Everyone go to foves.com and check out their next gig. So many thanks for joining us, Glenn. My pleasure. And hopefully you can join me in some harmony when I say foves.